When it comes to freelance writing, there's a lot to be grateful for. And today we are going to have a little gratitude show. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. So as I'm recording this, it's the week of Thanksgiving here in the U.S. Love it or hate it, Thanksgiving is the thing that is happening around us right now. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking about the shows I wanted to do through the rest of the year. And one thing I wanted to do was talk about the things that we're all grateful for when it comes to freelance writing, because it just seemed like the thing to do. week of Thanksgiving. Um, And it was something that I really wanted to focus on. Also, I know the reasons I have for being grateful for this career. And I wanted to know what other people thought about it too. So being the investigator that I am, I went and I posted in my two Facebook groups. I have two, I actually have two Facebook groups. One of them is the free group for everyone and you hear about it and you're invited to come and join us at theinkwellguild.com. That'll take you straight to my free group. And I love this group. It's super active. It's like a party in there every day. People asking questions. Um, I love it when I scroll through and I see other folks offering great advice and support. It's just, oh, I love this community that we have. So please come and hang out with us. Um, But I also have a student group. And um, this is where students in my higher end program all come to hang out and talk about things that maybe feel a little more vulnerable or are kind of a not a beginner issue. They're more of like an intermediate person, an intermediate writer kind of issue. Anyway, it's better suited to students who have really invested and who are doing a whole lot of work, um, especially working through my programs because I'm in there and I can answer those questions too. So anyway, I posted this question in both student groups, or sorry, in both groups, and I wanted to share some answers with you. So the question I posted was a little bit different in each group, um, but it was some variation of this theme. When it comes to freelance writing, what's one thing you're grateful for? Whether it's the changes you've made in your life or the opportunity to get paid to do something you love or simply the possibilities that it holds, even if you haven't had much traction yet, why are you grateful that this is a thing we can do? And now if you're in my group, you may remember that question. You may recognize it. Maybe you even answered it. And if you did, then today you're going to get featured. Um, but it was it, it provoked some really interesting discussion, um, and I was reminded of all the different pe- like types of people I have in this group, and the different types of people who are making a go at freelance writing for all kinds of different reasons. So um, today I wanted to share some of these responses with you because I know that there's probably one in here that you can relate to as well, and it's just. It's nice. It's nice to sit back, think about where you are and where you're headed and the opportunities that are afforded to you and just think how cool it is. I remember it was Thanksgiving. It was like six years ago, I think. Um, And I was at Thanksgiving at a friend's house and we had to go around the table and say something we were grateful for, but it couldn't be a person. Um, you know, it couldn't, it couldn't be something trite. It had to be something original. So you couldn't say like your husband or your kids or your friends or your family. Um, and the thing that I said I was grateful for was that 
I live in a magical time when I can pound on my keyboard and money appears in my bank account, (laughs) which is pretty, uh, it's kind of a comical reduction of what we do. But this is a magical time, y'all. We can work from home and we can get paid really well to, to make valuable contributions to all kinds of businesses, doing all kinds of interesting things. Um, this type of opportunity has not really been available to previous generations. Maybe in, you know, in the past, there was some kind of freelancing stuff available. I'm thinking in the, like the sixties and whatnot, but not like it is today. Not, not the way that we are able to get started so quickly and, and connect with so many different types of people all over the world so easily. It's really, really cool if you sit back and think about it. And then we, pound on our keyboards, and then money appears in our bank accounts, right? (laughs) Um, Okay, so I want to jump in now to some of these answers. And I'm just going to go down the list. And I have my Facebook open. So you may hear some Facebook associated noises. But here we go. Uh, Cricket says, she's grateful that she wandered into freelancing when her own health was bad. Um, And now when people, she says, now that when people I love have health problems and need me, I still have the flexibility. Um, she also mentions that she got into the pay rut <laughs> that she accepted for too long. And Cricket, I hear you. I got on that pay rut too. Um, and uh, yeah, I want to help you get out of it. But but this idea of going into freelancing, because it's something you can do from home on your own schedule. It is not, it while it, while it is demanding, it is not physically strenuous. And so it's the kind of thing that you can do if you have some physical challenges, whether like cricket, um, she was in a, in a, in some health trouble or chronic illness or, um, just anything preventing you from being able to work, you know, quote unquote, a typical job. Freelancing is a great opportunity. And then again, the flexibility, which is a recurring theme that you will see again and again, being able to take care of the people she loves, um, because of the flexibility that she has that she can pick up and go if she needs to. Uh, and yes, I totally get that. That's why a lot of moms, you know, or a lot of caretakers, a lot of caregivers get into freelancing too, because of the flexibility. Libby says she's grateful for the opportunity to learn new things and to always be working on something different than the day before. Yes, that's awesome. Some people really love the variety aspect of freelancing. Other people um, really like getting into a niche because they don't necessarily find any fulfillment in doing something different every day. Um, I, you know, I don't have a preference, but but I get it. It's, you never know what the next project is going to be. And it could be something really super cool. You could be working with someone you might not have ever met otherwise. Um, and you find out that they're doing something really, really interesting. Uh, Tiffany says, I love being able to do what I love, which is writing. Yeah. Um, I also love the freedom to take charge and be in control of how much I make. The possibilities are endless. And that is just a beautiful sentiment because it's true. The possibilities are endless. The one thing in common is that you are typing stuff. (laughs) Original content is like the thing that uh, ties it all together. Um, But everything else I want to say, I'm trying to think if there are exceptions, but as far as I can think of right here on the spot, everything else is variable. Everything else is a possibility. Uh, Marissa says flexibility in her own schedule. She hated the structure of a nine to five. I'm with you, Marissa. If I want to take a nap at three o'clock in the afternoon, I want to go take a nap at three o'clock in the afternoon and I don't want someone else telling me I can't. Now it may be because may be because I am independent and I don't like people telling me what to do. 
Um, but also, I don't know, there's something about being in charge of your own schedule that is really, really gratifying for some people. I'm one of those people. Chelsea <laughs> said something kind of tongue in cheek. She says, I'm grateful for the opportunity to one day be grateful for the freedom this path will provide me. So that's a, that's like a future pacing, looking forward to the day when she has the freedom that some of us have already been able to achieve and that she herself will achieve. Um, but in the meantime, she's still working toward it. And, and being able to have that as a thing to work toward is a beautiful thing. So I'm cheering for you, Chelsea. Libby says... Um, I am grateful that I'm able to get paid to do something I absolutely love and in my pajamas. Now, the dirty secret, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. There, there are like two sides to this secret because some people are like, you can work from home on your couch in your pajamas. And then other people are like, real business owners would never work from home in their pajamas. They get dressed and they have a desk and they have a workspace and it's serious business. You know, and both sides are legitimate. And I have done both sides. In fact, last week, I worked every day at the little office that I'm renting. And this week, my kids are off of school, and we're going to have a lot more family time. And so I'm not spending nearly as much time in the office. And I'm working from home from my wingback chair with my feet up on the footrest in my living room. Maybe not in my pajamas, but I reserve the right to be in my pajamas. <laughs> so there's no shame in that. Um, there's no shame in every, every person has the things that work for them. And every person has the freedom to make their own choices. And if you choose to work in your pajamas, do it and don't feel guilty about it. Latoya says I switched my major to English and linguistics and writing for the sole purpose of working as a writer slash editor while traveling. Latoya, you are a lady after my own heart. Um, now that I'm married with kids, I'm grateful. I still get to make that dream come true with a few tweaks. Yeah, exactly. So Latoya, I don't know if you or any of you have heard me talk about how I envisioned my career back before my career began. But when I was in like late high school, maybe early college, I know that I've talked about this somewhere, but I don't remember where I talked about this. Um, I envisioned myself I didn't know what that this was what it was at the time, but I envisioned myself as a freelance travel writer who traveled around the, you know, Europe and the country and the world, maybe some South America and whatnot, um, and a few other adventures, but mostly kind of the Western world is what I envisioned. And um, writing for travel magazines and other f like feature magazines, The Atlantic and The New Yorker and stuff like that. Um, and then... Um, I was going to get married probably to a foreigner and buy some stone house somewhere in a very old part of the world and raise a family there <laughs> and do my writing from home from there. That was the future that I had sort of envisioned. But when I was in college, I majored in journalism with a minor. It was technically a minor in English um, and an outside concentration. No, I'm getting my wires crossed. I don't think I, I don't think I officially minored. I think I had what they called an outside concentration in English. Um, but every course that I could, I made it um, a, like a linguistics course. So I took um, philosophy of linguistics, or no, the psychology of linguistics. And I took history of linguistics and history of English and English grammar courses and like all that stuff in the English and linguistic departments anything that I could fit in toward my degree. 
Um, anyway, so Latoya, we can talk linguistics anytime you want. I find that I don't have so many linguistics nerds <laughs> in my life anymore. Anyway, but I digress. Um, there's a name here that I want to pronounce correctly, but I've heard it Devon and I've heard it Devon. And I don't know which one this person uses, but I'm going to say Devon. Definitely the possibilities it holds. Still having trouble believing I can do this without a degree of some sort, but that's a personal issue I will need to overcome on my own. Well, I want to affirm every part of that statement. Being grateful for the possibilities it holds is awesome because because you know, you know, you have a vision of what you're working toward. Having trouble believing you can do this without a degree of some sort. I want to affirm you that you absolutely can do this without a degree of some sort. Um, I know, I know several people who have been successful writers who, um, either don't have any kind of degree at all, or they have completely unrelated degrees, um, and they're able to do very well as a writer. It's not really the training. I mean, training is important, but, but academic study is not what makes you a great writer. Study of great writing is what makes you a great writer. And it like specific kinds of writing. I'm not talking about English literature. I'm talking about Gary Halbert. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, you know, I'm talking about Gene Schwartz, David Ogilvy. Um, Kim Krause Schwalm is a, is a current female copywriter who does really, really well. Um, and there are so many other names. Uh, you don't need the book learning. You need the street learning. Although I don't really know that the street is, you need the, like the real world learning anyway. And then a couple of folks rallied up around Devon, Devon, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, saying, uh, Jennifer made a comment that said, if it makes you feel better, I have multiple degrees and I still feel like I can't do it, <laughs> which is true. Um, that you're going to find people in all different walks of life who have all different issues to overcome. And, and the challenge is whether or not you're going to overcome your particular set of issues. Atif says you don't, uh, um, you don't have to beg for typical jobs that give you nothing but depression. I'm the boss of my own. I'm with you, Atif. I would hate to have to beg for work. It's in such, it's such an uncomfortable position to be in when you need work, when you have that desperation and you try so hard not to present it, but, but it's there and it's lurking and there's like a neediness that emanates off of you. Um, uncomfortable. I, I hate the interview situation. I like client calls, um, and discovery calls hate interviews because I feel like I'm being judged. Whereas with a client, like with a discovery call, it feels much more collaborative. So I'm with you there, Atif. Um, Allison says, I'm grateful because I get to do the work I want to do and not all the work I do. I misread. My eyes are tired. I'm grateful because I get to do the work I want to do and all the work I do is building my dream life, not someone else's. That's something that uh, kind of echoes what you hear a lot in the entrepreneurial crowds, especially the ones that I run in, where they talk about wanting to build their own dream, you know, build their own fortune instead of someone else's. Why would I go work a corporate job? and build someone else's legacy. I want to build my own legacy. That's a driving factor for a lot of folks. And it is a driving factor for Allison. And I think that's awesome. Dylan says, I'm grateful for the possibilities it holds to get paid to do something I love, even though I haven't made much traction yet. I've been able to make over $40 so far just writing it for vocal. I don't know vocal very well, but hey, $40 is, is way more than $0. 
Um, Dylan continues. So when I get my first clients, I'm excited to see what possibilities are out there. Yes, that's awesome. So work, work is work. And I know that I spend a lot of time saying don't work for pennies. Um, but I will confess, I've been rethinking that I've been rethinking my position on that. But for now, my official position is don't work for pennies. However, if you are working and you're getting paid, I celebrate you. I think it's awesome. Janelle says she's grateful for doing what she loves while being able to stay home with her toddler. Um, again, we are kindred in that, Janelle. I am doing what I love and staying home with my four toddlers, although they're not all toddlers. Um, two of them are preschoolers. One of them is an infant. I guess I technically don't have a toddler anymore now that Elliot just turned three. Um, because they say a toddler is from the first birthday to the third birthday. Um, and then Gabriel's coming up on nine. I can't believe he's nine. He was the whole reason I got started because I wanted to be home with him. And now he's almost nine years old. Rodney says, I'm grateful for the opportunity to get paid to do something I've always loved to do. Are y'all sensing a theme? Lots of people want to write because they love writing. And, and we have the ability to do that. Um, I love that my actions will determine my future. It's going to take time, but I'm determined to make it happen. Rodney, that's awesome. And I want y'all to listen to that. Rodney says, I love that my actions will determine my future. And, and that is so true. There is so much truth in that statement. People want it to be easy. They want it to be self-explanatory and they don't want to do the hard work. They want to do the easy fun work. And, and the reality is that you have to do a lot of not fun stuff to be able to do the fun stuff. Um, but really, when you pull back and get out of the emotion and the fear of rejection and all of that, and you pull back out of it, what you're doing is you're, you're sending emails. Really, you know, you're, you're sending emails, maybe you're writing a letter, maybe you're having a phone call or two. You're commenting on somebody's post, <laughs> you know, it's really not that bad. Um, so you've got to do it, you've got to find a way to press on and do it. Kayla says, I love writing and I get to be paid for it. I also love digging into the VOC. VOC is the voice of the customer and really helping people connect through words. That's awesome. I love VOC stuff too. It's why I became, um, I don't know that I'd say it's why I became a ghostwriter, but I found, I found that my, my kind of inherent skills and interests lent themselves to being a ghostwriter because I have like a sensitivity to voice and how would this person express this concept? What are the words that they would use? I love sending stuff to people and they're like, oh my gosh, it's like I wrote it. That's my goal. So that's VOC, voice of the customer or voice of the consumer. Uh, that was Kayla. Daniel says, I'm grateful that I found something I'm excited about and that will allow me to work from home. It's going to be a lot of work, but it will be worth it in the end. Absolutely. Again, sentiments that we have heard a lot of. Grateful to do something that we enjoy. Grateful to be able to do it from home. Um, acknowledging that it takes some effort, but that ultimately it's worth it. And in that refrain of it will be worth it in the end, that's something, especially if your motivation is flagging, that is something to keep close, that it'll be worth it. It'll be worth getting out of bed, even though I'm tired. It'll be worth staying up another half hour, even though I'm tired. It'll be worth not watching the show until tomorrow when I can fast forward through the commercials and instead focus on this thing that I need to wrap up. It'll be worth it. Aaron or Aaron Marie says definitely the potential for a more flexible schedule with the young family. Yes, Aaron is with us there in the we have small children at home camp. And finally, Ashley says not me, but Ashley Nicole says I'm grateful for the freedom this work provides. I can work when I want where I want with whom I want and I have complete autonomy over my work life. 
Complete autonomy for some is intimidating, but for many of us, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And there's one more I want to read. This is from my from my smaller student group. Amy says, I'm grateful for the schedule flexibility. It's so much healthier for me and my kids. Amy, like me, has four kids. Um, she says, I went from 11 hours away from my house and kids each workday to now working from home. Um, she, uh, she also says she's grateful that she can use her brain in her career now and that her former work life was stultifying. Do y'all know what stultifying means? It basically means like your brain's going to melt because you're so bored. <laughs> That's a very um, informal, casual definition of the word stultifying. That's a good word to look up if you don't know it. Um Yes, Amy, that's what it is. It's for many of us, we get started because we want to be home. We want to be around our families. We want to have more time with the things that are most important to us. Um, and if there's a way to be able to combine work, which is important with families, which for many of us is the most important, um, and we get to use our brains and do something we enjoy it's a happy, happy thing. I personally am also grateful not to have to commute because I hate commuting. I hate commuting. I had a job when I lived in Richmond like 10 years ago. Um, and my commute was like six minutes. It was amazing. So nice. And I had a job when I lived in Denver where I could, it was close enough I could ride my bike. It was like three city, mm, maybe four city blocks away. I could have walked if I wanted to get up early, but I was lazy. So I rode my bike down the hill every morning and I rode my bike up the hill every afternoon. <laughs> anyway, and it took me all of, you know, two minutes. Great stuff. Not a commuter. Um, love being able to walk to my office or um, the office I'm renting right now is it's two blocks from my kid's preschool. So technically I can walk to that too. I just take them to school, go to my office. And then the idea is that I pick them up and take them home. Although sometimes somebody else steps in, picks them up for me so I can get more work time in, which is nice. Anyway, I have a list here of the reasons that I'm grateful for freelance writing. And we are already 22 minutes into this happy love fest. So I'm going to make it quick. I'm grateful for freelance writing because it, it means that I can be home with my kids, which was always my goal from day one. Even before I had kids, I got started with freelancing because I knew that I would probably end up with kids and that I would want to be home with them. I'm grateful for freelance writing because of the incredible, just unincalculable amounts of personal growth that it has required of me. And part of that has to do with the fact that um, I had to overcome just some debilitating anxiety to be able to break through into new levels of, of clientele. And there, you know, I still have moments where I'm totally freaking out because holy cow, this person who, you know, was on Joe Rogan's podcast last month wants to work with me, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but looking back, looking at who I am now, and then looking back to who I was, I would say that my children and my business have made me such a uh, a stronger more capable person than I ever th thought that I would have been I used to and I still kind of am but I used to be just a, a little church mouse a little meek church mouse not wanting to cause a stir and not wanting to upset people and all that and that's not me anymore I'm loud and brash and I stopped caring what people think a long time ago <laughs> 
maybe I swung too far on the other side of things. But anyway, um, the personal growth is something that I'm grateful for. Um, I had to face a lot of fears that I wouldn't have otherwise faced. The discomfort that comes with being a freelancer um, will grow you. It will stretch you. It will make you a better, stronger person, a more capable person, and it will equip you for bigger challenges in the future. I'm grateful for something that is flexible enough to work around my life and my needs, including the crises I've had. I haven't gone into this in the podcast, but but 2020, um, aside from the pandemic, I'm not even talking about the pandemic, not even talking about the pandemic, but it has been a series of major and minor crises in my personal life, just one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other, where I've been faced with some new blow and thought, how am I going to get through this one? Um, And then I have found a way. And the reason that I have been able to find a way is that I found a way through um, all those other times. And because my work is flexible enough that I can set it aside if I need to go take care of something. I don't have to answer to a boss. I don't have to answer to an HR committee or anything like that. I'm just so grateful to be in this position. Um, I'm grateful that I can connect with some of the best people on earth because I'm no longer limited by my physical location. And now this is something that's applicable to anyone with a Facebook account, really. Um, But because of the nature of my work, I get to know some really, really cool people really, really well. And there's no way I would have known these people if I were not a freelance writer. And so I'm grateful to have them in my life, to call some of these folks, my clients, to call some of these folks, my friends, to be able to spend my working hours with them. It's just some days I just, it's so cool. It's so cool getting to do what we do sometimes. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) But a lot of times it's like, this is so cool. Helping someone else be successful is really, really cool. And then this last one, is kind of, it's a little cheeky. I'm grateful that my kids don't have to buy into the cultural norms about education and career. My kids are going to have more options than I did. My parents are good people. um, But for my parents, not going to college was not really an option. Um, Thankfully, I wanted to go to college, so it wasn't an issue. Um, But I don't know how those conversations would have gone if I thought I didn't actually want to go to college. I wanted to go to college. I was raised to go to college. Almost everyone in at least most of the people I knew in high school were going to college. Some of them went into the military and some of them really just didn't want to go to school and they they were aware that it wasn't the right thing for them. So some went to trade school and went into in, excuse me, into professions and some were working and doing school part-time and, you know, kind of doing their own thing. But the norm was to graduate and go to college and then get a job, a J-O-B. Um, but my kids are gonna have more options when it comes time to make a future for themselves. And, and I'm really grateful that they're going to have more options because it means that they're going to be more likely to find the things or the thing that is really ideal for them and that they don't have to do what I did and work weird, semi-interesting, mostly kind of boring jobs until I discovered freelancing and um, wrestling with the feelings of failure and the feelings of boredom, although I'm not opposed to boredom. I hope they do get bored. Um, But anyway, I'm grateful that they will we'll have more options than perhaps a lot of their peers were because 
I think options are a good thing. And I think college is not the right fit for everyone. And especially now when a college education costs as much as a mortgage, as much as I would like to be able to put all four kids through school, am I going to be able to afford a million dollars in college tuition? I don't know. (laughs) It'd be nice, but I make no guarantees. Um, Anyway, so I'm going to wrap this up. This is one of our longer episodes. So if you're still listening, thanks for hanging with me. And I would love to hear what you are grateful for when it comes to freelance writing, even if it's just the possibility and it's not something that you're actually living into at the moment. Because we all have, we're all at different points on the path. And, and I'd love to hear from you. So you can, I'd probably the best thing you can do is pop into that Facebook group I keep talking about. You can go to theinkwellguild.com or go to Facebook and search for The Inkwell Guild with Ashley Gaynor. And we will welcome you in and celebrate with you. We have a weekly wins thread. I'd love to hear your accomplishments, big and small. And um, that's all I've got for you today. And I'll talk to you all next week. Okay, so tell me, do you need more writing clients? If you do, then I challenge you to stop getting ready to get ready and start taking the real action steps that booked out writers take every single day to find, reach, and impress their ideal clients so that you can finally have the writing career of your dreams. And I encourage you to do so with Booked Out Writer, my newest course. Booked Out Writer is the everything you need and nothing you don't course for freelance writers who want to skip the low paying work and start making good money with great clients now. Whether you have five hours a week to devote to this or you're ready to go full time, Booked Out Writer is perfect for establishing yourself as an in-demand go-to writer. Learn more at bookedoutwriter.com. 